You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and Brandon Espinosa. Welcome to Talking Theater Friends. I'm so happy to have both of you here today. So you star as Gloria and Emilio Stefan in On Your Feet. And I don't think there's anyone on earth who wouldn't know who, who they are, but just in case, do you want to tell those people who have been living under a rock who Gloria and Emilio are and why you're telling their story in On Your Feet? <laughs> you want to start it off? Um, Gloria and Emilio Stefan are, you know, not only Latino icons, but global icons. They, um, I believe, were the first uh, Latino group to cross over into the um, English market and have just made, you know, such a huge impact on music, on culture, on everything pretty much. You don't have to be Latinx to know who they are, to know their music, to love and appreciate them. And I think it's important to tell their story because of what they've overcome, the barriers they've broken. And, you know, the artists that we know of today would not be who they are had Gloria and Emilio not, um, you know, achieved everything that they did and kind of been the ones to, you know, break those barriers. And I will, to piggyback off of that, uh, I will say there are people who still don't really fully know their story. There's people who leave the show now that are like, I didn't know this about them. And that like, they'll just, you know, give examples. But um, so, yeah, I think it's also a story that um, uh, is inspiring uh, in so many ways too. And it's, uh, uh, it's bigger than them being even global icons. You know, it's a story about what we've talked about this before, family, um, about, uh, you know, the drive they have. And, and, and it's also, uh, it's an American story too, on top of that. Um, so yeah, there's just so many elements in the show that really resonate with everyone. So uh, I think because of that, it's a really important story to tell. Absolutely, and also the music's freaking great. Like how can you, how can you, how can I ask people to sit during IRP? It's one of those shows that there should be like no seating. I feel like it should be like, take place in a club or something because it's so <laughs> infectious no totally i wish <laughs> <laughs> by the end of it there's people that are standing up i mean and you know by the mega mix it's a party you feel like you're in the club that's for sure <laughs> for yeah. sure so Linetti, you have been involved with on your feet since the workshop started like ages ago and i wonder if so far on your journey with gloria you know first as 
a member of the ensemble that is an understudy. And Navas Gloria, has your perception of Gloria and who she is shifted or changed? And Brandon, you haven't been with the show that long, but what have you learned about Emilio that you didn't know before? I definitely will say it's changed because I've changed. You know, I started on your feet as a young girl with zero professional theater experience. I only did theater in high school in my community. And so I was growing up while I was in the show. I was experiencing life while I was in the show, both professionally and personally. And now to be able to bring my life experience and you know, as a grown woman and, and kind of be able to relate to a few things um, that Gloria went through is kind of re really healing. Also, um, I feel like I'm growing up through it as well, too. It's kind of, it's, there's a lot of parallels happening, especially because of the time that we're doing the show now, you know, we close on November 6th and November 5th was our Broadway opening night. And I think we started our first preview the day after we started our first preview on our new feet, something like that. Just the timing of it all is kind of insane. Um, and I'm a firm believer on everything happens for a reason and there's a reason for everything. And so I couldn't have asked for like a better full circle moment. And then to do this show now, you know, playing Gloria and be, being able to discover new things alongside with Brandon, who's, you know, brand new to the show. Like I've learned so much just from doing it with him and kind of like, oh my God, I never even thought of that. Or, you know, every day is a new discovery, which is really, really beautiful. I will say, uh, before I get into uh, my experience with the show, that's been uh, something that's been really um, exciting is that every performance feels kind of fresh especially working, you know, doing this uh, uh, with this whole cast too, because it's a very, it's a mixed bag. There's a lot of people have done productions of it. And a lot of people, this is brand new. So it's exciting in that regard where like people bring things to it that I don't think have been yet discovered with certain product, you know, and that's been exciting. Uh, but in regards to my journey with this, um, obviously I'm new to this show um, and I've never seen a production of it. Um, which I think kind of helps me because I sometimes can get in my head if I see someone else do something then I start to overthink. Uh, so that's kind of been helpful with like to have fresh eyes on it. And there's a lot of elements. I mean, obviously I'm familiar with the music, but like their story I was not super familiar with. So to learn about that and also our director, Alex Sanchez, who's been uh, incredible uh, in the process, he will like give little tidbits and, and facts about them that go beyond the script. Uh, which is a wonder, the script is, is, is beautiful and it's so well written and it's so easy to tap into these characters because, because um, the scenes are there and it's really, um, it's rich. However, uh, you know, there's things that I'm still discovering that I'm learning about the character, even as I'm doing it. Um, because obviously I cannot relate we, it, to like the global icon side of it, but the human part of it, I can very much relate to. Um, so it's been really an uh, incredible journey to kind of learn about him. And like I said, there's things that go beyond that are just like backstory, things that I can kind of connect with and, and um, uh, uh, use for the scenes that don't even get said. Uh, and that's one thing like Alex, once again, uh, has kind of put into us. He'll, he'll, you know, we would do table work, which is unheard of with like a short musical theater rehearsal process. You don't get to do scene work. You kind of just go, go, go. And he'll he would have us sit down, read the scene, talk about it, read it again, 
talk about it again and then put it up on his feet, which is a, on your feet, there you go. But, uh, <laughs> Ayo, but uh, which is unheard of. So that's another way I, I feel like we were able to connect more with the material in that way, as opposed to just kind of like, let's get up and, you know, just do it. We really uh, put a lot of focus on the scenes and uh, on the character and it goes beyond the music. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, and also his drive. So like to get back to what I learned about Emilio, like his drive um, is inspiring. Like he refused to hear no, he would not take no for an answer, uh, which is incredible and incredibly, I was gonna curse almost, incredibly ballsy uh, to, uh, to do, especially at that time. Uh, you know, like we were talking about, like they, you know, no one would cross over. And he, the fact that he had, to them, the audacity to be like, no, we can and we will is just, it's so inspiring. Um, and also how he grew up too, the fact that his parents were sick and he took care of his parents. He would go to night school to get his GED so he could take care of it. I mean, it's really, uh, it's remarkable. I don't, uh, you know, there are elements of him that I can relate to, but there are things like that. It's just, I'm just like taken aback by, I just can't, you know, I don't even, I can't even comprehend, but, um, but yeah, so that's definitely been, uh, for me, it's, that's what's been really exciting about taking on this, this role. Mm. In addition to being uh, an incredible uh, partnership, not only, you know, in their marriage, like they're incredible as co-creators and as creators together. So I guess, have you learned anything about that aspect of how to keep those uh, two worlds uh, together? Because they've been together for like forever I think I don't think uh I didn't exist at a time when Emilio and Gloria weren't together no I think yeah. she always jokes she has this like oh my gosh she always says it and she says it in interviews something about like why would I have a burger when I have filet mignon or something like that because Emilio was her first everything yeah, yeah yeah so she claims her man all the time um but yeah. I guess I don't know it's taught me like just how important communication is, how important patience is, how important compromising is, um, because no marriage is perfect. You're never going to find the perfect someone that has every single quality that you want. It's work. It's work. And I can only imagine that they butted heads many times um, throughout their marriage and throughout their careers because he managed her. Like, you know, how can you kind of separate that at home when your home is also your job kind of thing. So that is very fascinating to me how they've been able to make that work for so long because that's hard. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I think also um, there was just the, uh, for them, uh, it, and I could be wrong, like I said, I, I never met them, I don't know them, but uh, what I've gathered is that it's, for them, family comes first always. Like there is, you know, uh, the glitz and the glamor of, of being icons, sure. But like at the end of the day, that's what matters the most. Like, you know, what do they say? Blood is thicker than water, you know what I mean? Family comes first, always. So I think that's that's what keeps them, at least from what I gather, um, why they stay so strong. And Leanna, you did meet Claudia. So, are there any times during the day, not necessarily in the theater or anything related to on your feet, that you go, "What would Claudia do?" Oh God, um, not as of late. I used to, but now 
I don't know, maybe because I'm older and like I have a little more experience to be able to relate to her in certain things. I don't, I don't really ask those questions anymore. Is that bad? Is that I bad? So. I, mean, I don't think okay. so. You're the outer here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I, I use so. what I what I know, you know, from her and of her, from meeting her and talking to her and like all that experience and watching mm -hmm. the role be created and understanding and stuff like that. That I I guess I just have that all in here and then just use my own experience to kind of add to that. Yeah. I do love that you asked that question though, because I my mind was blown when I read that you were in business and you worked as a banker before becoming an artist. So you are proof, I guess, that people can access both parts of the brain, you know, like the numbers and the uh, the artsy part. And I wonder if you know, since you asked that question, Brandon, you in the meantime, like you started acting when you were a baby, basically. So. Linetti, when you're with people like Brandon, do you pick their brains about like, wait, am I allowed to do this here? Or are there any rituals or aspects of not growing up in show business that you're still like a little bit, I wanna know everything about this. And Brandon, do you have the opposite? Do you wonder what it would have been like not to grow up uh, on stage? I haven't asked Brandon many questions yet, but I will, but I always, always, <laughs> Anytime I'm doing something, I'm going to say something. I'm like, oh, yeah, you've been on Broadway since you were 10. So, like, you'd know. So, I, whether or not I've asked him a lot of questions, I've learned so much from Brandon already. Just, like, watching him, his process. Like, you know, every day, his consistency and, like, how he's in it to win it every single day. It's very inspiring. And, like, I think it's helped me grow as an actor already in these few weeks and, like, Again, just discovering new things um, that I never realized before. And I'm like, why did I, why didn't I allow myself to do this? Why didn't I surrender here? Why, like, what am I afraid of kind of thing? Those are the questions that I ask myself and look to you on. I'm like, well, you've been on Broadway since you were 10. So um, you know what you're doing. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's because it's all I've ever known. I don't it's hard to even fathom what it would be like without having grown up in this business. And I will say it's a very different thing, like transitioning from a child actor to an adult actor. It almost feels like I started over um, in so many ways. Like I went to, I, I went to college for it. I, I studied, I got a BFA in drama at, uh, at NYU and cause I wanted to learn because I don't feel like I had the, you know, when you get a, ch a child actor, like I started as a dancer and I got into like singing and acting as I went along, but I didn't like do the proper training that I felt like I needed to transition into adulthood as an actor. Uh, so it almost feels like as much as I know I have like a, a background in it as a kid, it, I felt very much like I was with everyone else, like just starting in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I that's what's so fascinating. Uh, with the fact that you were banking and then you got to that because she is so present like truly an incredible actress like every time I'm opposite her it's you are so I'm gonna talk to you you are so incredibly present and it's it's remarkable there's times where I'm just like whoa like I you're like right here and there's plenty of people who've done had all that training who are not they're very much like mechanics of it all and you were in it to it and that's why it's just I, I 
I'll say that. And like, I'll hear you talk about your story about the year of Megan. I was like, I can't even believe it because you would think you've been doing this your whole life. Um, so yeah, it's really been a, it's really been a joy to do this. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess to, to, to answer your question, I don't, I don't usually think about it. I don't think about what it would be like because I, I just think this is what I was, I, I've, I've never kind of taken a moment to, to wish otherwise, you know? So I don't know if that answered the question. But. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. I mean, that means that basically you have a very uh, one track mind, which, it, which was my case. Like I knew that I wanted to be a journalist since I was 10 and people were like, try this. Nope, do you want to, nope, nope, nope. Like I, I always knew and I, you, you know, that's, that's the only that's, thing I know how to do. That's kind of it. That's what it was. I kind of knew early on, like that's, this is what I was going to do. Um, so, yeah. I bet your Me parents too. Like I just didn't shorts. think I was good enough. So I just sang to my family in my living room and joined choirs. And that was that. Well, <laughs> it paid off. It paid off. <laughs> Leave any other things from the banking world that you apply in uh, showbiz that might help our listeners and viewers. Yes. yes. I mean, now that like, I'm not like, oh my God, I'm so scared, you know. Definitely feeling confident and like clack 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 on the email if I need to, you know what I mean? <laughs> She's real good with that. <laughs> like, you know, very business. Like I've, you know, I used to and still kind of do right with a lot of exclamation points. And I'm like, oh my God, I want them to think I'm mean, but like now I'm starting to put more periods and be like, uh, you know, kind of get to the point a little bit. Um being clear on communication, being timely, being um, on top of everything. I, I, I guess from the banking world, I thrive under pressure, like, you know, deadlines and, you know, fast paced environment. I do, even though it drives me crazy, I love that. I, 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 I kind of like, yeah, I feed off of that. Um, and this business is very much that, um, yeah. Absolutely. I'm still learning yeah. how to be family. So <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Working, I'm a work in progress, you know? All of us are. Definitely. And I was also going to say, Lenati, if you wanted to ask Brandon any of those questions during this, that would, that would be pretty cool as well. But you don't have to, obviously. Um, where you gonna questions ask? about him being on Broadway since he was 10? I guess, yeah. Because I'm sure people oh. would want to know about this. Especially, you know, people uh. <laughs> who, who are afraid of taking that leap because maybe they don't know they can. Because I, I mean, you always knew you were good. You just didn't know you, what the path was. So I think it could be helpful for people to be like, okay, this is going to help me, you know, like take the dive. Yeah. I guess what was, what was that process? Like who, was it more you or your, or your parents that like pushed you to kind of do that and, and, and brought you to auditions and like, that's a whole job for a parent too. Yeah. Um, I will say what I appreciate about them the most is that they were very anti-stage parents, um, which kept me balanced and even killed. Cause I, I've seen a lot of kids I grew up with in this business who just really kind of went into directions that were, it, you know, it's, it's disappointing and it's, it's sad, but because they had parents who just kept pushing and pushing and pushing to, you know, exhaustion. Um, for me, I mean, how I started initially, I don't know if you even asked this question, but I'm just gonna go on. Um, but I, um, I took dance class when I was like 
three because I used to, I don't know, I used to like to dance around to whatever. They would play anything and everything. I would kind of find some reason to move. And they were like, why don't we put them in dance class? So they put me in for like a year and then took me out for a year to see if I wanted to come back. They didn't push it on me. And then I voluntarily expressed that I wanted to, to go. And it kind of was like, went from that to like a dance teacher being an associate casting director for my first Broadway show uh, and getting me in there, the door. But always the one thing that I appreciate is that they were very much, my parents were very much like academics comes first, your studies come first. We want you to have as normal a childhood as you can. If we feel like you're, you know, going in a direction that we're not happy with, we're taking you out. I don't care. I don't care what you're doing. So I really appreciated that because I went to, I didn't, you know, I was never uh, homeschooled. Um, I went to regular public school. I went to, you know, so they just kept me in and they kept me with like, cause I grew up playing sports too. And they kept me as much as I can to do things to still connect with friends of mine, as opposed to just putting all my focus into, into that, which kept, which, like I said, it, it's a balance. It's a necessary thing to have as a child actor. Um, but yeah, I mean, th that's what really uh, helped for, for me too, to know what I wanted to do because they didn't push it on me. Every time it was like, are you sure? Do you want to do that? Yes, I want to do this. Okay, like they really like made sure that it was something I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's a rarity, but the fact that they were so anti-Sage Parent was, was so helpful in my growth, um, so. And you've done Gypsy, so you know how bad. Well, that's that Gypsy right. is the, yes. And those, I mean, that Mama Rose is like, the majority of the parents I grew up around was like that. And I remember my parents being like, mm -mm, we're not, we're not doing this. So it was, you know, it kept me balanced. Like I said, it really made me, you know, I appreciate them more the older I got to, because I didn't fully realize what that was, what was actually going on uh, until I got older. And, and, and now I can see it as an adult with, I mean, thankfully we have kids in our show whose parents are just really lovely grounded people um so that was kind of really nice to see and 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 uh talk to and, and connect with but um yeah for the most part it's uh that was very much a rarity especially when i grew up so i was i was very lucky with that <clears throat> thank you for sharing that anything anything else maddie nope okay <laughs> i guess you can write your questions and you'll get them at the end of the round round Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sure. I know she's gonna have something. I'm gonna see her tonight. She'll be like, actually, I'm like, I'll oh. do <laughs> a whole spreadsheet. Yeah, exactly. I know people in banking love their spreadsheets. So okay. As you both mentioned already, Gloria and Emilio are incredible, you know, trailblazers for Latinos and for you know, basically for for uh so many different types of communities, especially in the United States. So as far as we've come since, you know the times when Gloria and, and the media were trying to break through. Definitely we've made some progress, but there's still a lot to go. So can you talk about that if you're comfortable? Like you, what do you want? What haven't you seen yet in this field that you love so much that you hope someday we will get to that point? Oh. More, more shows about our stories. I mean, <laughs> off the top of my head, what do we have? On Your Feet in the Heights, kind of West Side Story, you know what I mean? Uh, Vida, what is that, four or five? You know what I mean? 
um, new works representing our, our cultures. We come from so many different beautiful backgrounds, food, music, you know, de todo. And um, I would love to see more opportunities for that, more representation. Um, yeah. I That's, yes, that's exactly it. I, I think the thing is, we still are, we thought coming out of this, I mean, we're still in the pandemic, but that, that like people would recognize that like new works told by new artists uh, with different backgrounds, different experiences, different things to share, that would happen and it still really quite hasn't happened. People are still relying on these um, uh, safety shows. I, I call them like these safety nets. And they're like, oh, this is guaranteed money. This is guaranteed money. And it's like, no, we need, the whole point of theater is to take risks. Like the, the whole point of doing the arts is to tell stories that aren't the easiest things to tell or, or that are important to tell that will affect someone that will actually, um, you know, I mean, we have like, this is a small example, but I mean, just, uh, the story of Gloria and Emilio, even that people leaving being like, yo, I didn't even know this or that, like, it, just so many things. And I was like, well, you know what? There's so many other stories to tell. And uh, we are in a day and age where we need people to uh, learn and to understand uh, each other. You know, it's very, it's a very polarizing uh, time. And I think if anything, the arts is something that needs to expand, to expand our minds um so it's uh that would be ideal it's just it, it's frustrating when you think people have learned and then it's just coming back to the same stuff and it's it's really uh it's disappointing but i'm i'm hopeful i'm hopeful yeah fingers crossed because also like there's the other aspect of also having you know people from who aren't white play characters that historically have been played by by white actors, like for instance, like I'm so happy, uh, Linetti, that you're gonna be doing uh, Bad Cinderella, because like usually people think Cinderella, they think like the blonde, blue-eyed princess from Disney. So that's so exciting. And thinking about that, are there any parts that you would just love to play if someone gave you the chance? Oh gosh. I, I can't even think off the top of my head, but I mean, I'm always repping, you know, Dominican Republic, Latinos, Brooklyn, Connecticut, everything and whatever I'm in, because it's just who I am. And, you know, I know I have a big responsibility right now. It terrifies me, but it also, you know, I'm so grateful that like, I hope, you know, little Latinas will be able to see themselves represented a little more because growing up, I, you know, still don't really have a princess that I feel you know looks like me or I feel represented by so I hope and pray that you know some people do and you know that this is just the start of what's to come and hopefully you know it just you know it'll be a domino effect into the next show and the next you know I will say you're gonna inspire a lot of kids doing this show I'm so excited to see how that turns um, one thing I like to say is like when people ask what role you want to do, and I was going to say <laughs> the one that hasn't been written yet. That's that's yep. that's the one. That's what I like to say. But um, yeah. No, it's going to be exciting. I can't wait to see it. Bad Cinderella, baby. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would totally buy like a like a Barbie, like a doll or something. If they make one of you, like I'm totally going to. I would love. literally oh. die because I was like, with Barbie. I would it. literally die. Oh, they made a Gloria Barbie. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I saw that. It's so pretty. Like I love. Yeah. I, but anyway, like we're gonna start talking about choice. 
there's a question that I always <laughs> there's a question that I always love uh, asking actors because uh, I can't act for the life of me. I can sing, I dance, but not professionally, and like obviously just like in the dark. And yet, like it's obvious that at least to me, it's obvious that all of you love what you do so much. And I always like asking, what do you feel when you're performing? in terms of something that I know, you know, in terms of something that you can compare it to that moral beings like me have experienced. Is it like a roller coaster? Is it like chocolate? Is it like, I don't know. That's a great analogy. It, it is like a roller coaster. You know, it's thrill like as you go, especially every performance, especially with theater, being that it's live, you don't necessarily know what's gonna happen. Like you prepared as much as but lines, I mean, we've already experienced it. Some lines can go out, like you could forget. Some, it just, it, sometimes you have to improv or you have to do it. And there is an element of that that is thrilling, but it's like the going up, like, okay, we're going. And then it's just, what is going? It's very much like that. It's very up and down. But when you're done, you want to do it again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, a roller coaster is the best, is a great analogy. Um, I don't know if you have anything you want to, yeah, no, I, I agree. And because every day is different, every day you're going to walk out of the show thinking, oh, I didn't like how this went today. Like I should have done this or, you know, like the other day, one of my quick, one of my quick changes went no bueno. And so obviously that kind of took me out <laughs> a little bit. So I was a little, I was a little messed up for, for a little bit. I had to get back into it, you know, and that's the beauty and also the fear of live theater. Um, but also sometimes it could be like a very out of body experience. Like if you're going through something personally, um, you know, like I, I, I had a death in the family recently and wrapped the, the one of my favorite songs. Um, I don't know if you know the original from Jan Marco, it's in Spanish, it's called Oi, it's incredible. Gloria translated it into English. Um, and it's been my favorite song since before I was in On Your Feet. And so that song is when Gloria's in her surgery and it's kind of like a dream sequence where she sees her family. And, you know, depending on like what you're going through personally day to day, you could be really affected by certain songs. And that song kind of like took me out because I was just like, you know, thinking about a ton of stuff, which is beautiful and healing. And also, I don't know, that's just the beauty of that too, where you can, you know, always tap into what you're feeling that day, that moment. Um, and not even know what's gonna come from that. Yeah, it's therapeutic in a lot of ways too. And at times cathartic. So you're kind of just, yeah. Mm -hmm. We've definitely had moments in the show where I've even surprised myself being like, whoa, it, I don't know what just happened, but it just kind of came out. But um, yeah, absolutely. I agree. That's pretty cool. I love it. I wanna feel that as well. Um, so as you, immerse yourselves in the lives of Gloria and Emilio, have you discovered any like deep cuts, like non, no single like demos kind of things that you're obsessed with? You know what she was just talking about this song, Wrapped is is so gorgeous. I just, I, I've never heard it before, obviously. And it's, uh, it's stunning. And also the way it uh, is choreographed and directed in our production. Once again, I haven't seen any other productions of it, but it's really stunning um, and it's incredibly moving. And I've definitely had moments where it's like, I don't know if I'm gonna get through this. <laughs> Just depending, but it's, uh, yeah, for me, that for sure. I'm sure she has a list, so you go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, I already went through all the songs way back, you know? So 
as of late, I think just rediscovering that song in Spanish again and, and the English version um, and the meaning behind it. And like Brandon said, the way that it's staged and choreographed in this production is just like beyond. Um, so it's really become one of my favorite numbers to do and to experience every night because there's just something new every, every single day. Yeah. I love that. So uh, now I wish that I started this asking this very silly question, which you don't have to answer if you don't have, you don't want to. Uh, but I think it's like one of the most important questions related to on your feet. Uh, is the rhythm gonna get you? It does. It's infectious. It does. It does. It's it's an infection, and it spreads throughout the throughout the show, yeah. and the audience. And yeah. then they're up, and I'm like, well, they got them. They're infected. Yeah. <laughs> And there's no That's cure, there's no cure. Yeah, what I love about this show is but because act two is very heavy, very heavy, very emotional. And by the end, like by, before we get to the mega mix, I'm like, I'm out, I'm done. But then you get to the mega mix and every single night we end the show with a high. Like, mm -hmm. and it feels amazing. We're all ready to party. And the second we get in the car to like go home, yeah, it's, like we're it's out, a celebrate. We're out. It's the last yeah. bit of energy. It's the last bit of energy any of us have, and then when it's done, we're like, just get me home. <laughs> but, it's but it's so amazing because it's like it doesn't matter how tired you are. By the time you get to the mega mix, it's like it's like we could do the show for another two hours. Yeah, and it's also a great way. Well, yeah, and it's a great way. That I do love our directors. Like I always hate mega mixes, but I love this one. Um, but. Um, it's great to do that though, to really see how much the show has affected people by the end of it. Cause the house lights, essentially the house lights are out. Like you see everyone. Um, and it's just, uh, it's a rarity, you know, to be able to kind of celebrate with the audience post show in a way. Um, so it's exciting, it's fun. I mean, every time it's a, it's a good time. Even when we think the audience is not in it, the minute that starts, we're like, oh, we're good. <laughs> and Brandon does a really cool rap and dance, so everybody has All right, to relax, to relax. That. <laughs> uh, you can cut this out. It's probably good. Um, no, I mean, keep I, it, keep I, it. Make sure to keep it in, please. Okay, I will. I just remember, I forgot this, that, that when I saw On Your Feet on Broadway, it was actually Halloween. So it was like a party for sure. So I remember I, my costume, it was 2015, right? Yeah. Uh, my costume that year was I went as the pink Power Ranger and my that, kid. right? And that kid, you know, that now he's like, a, I don't know, he, he, he's not a grown up for sure, uh, but he's probably a teenager. Uh, the kid from uh, from the Big Bang Theory prequel, who was the Broadway kid. Oh, yeah, Ian something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, yeah. So he was, he was like this big and he was dressed as the Phantom of the Opera. He came up to me, he was like, <laughs> can I have a picture with you? And I'm like, you're the celebrity here, kid, but sure, let's do it. And it was such a great time. Uh, but anyway, just to wrap up, um, a lot has been talked about mental health and about how we take care of ourselves, especially since 2020 and you know, with everything that's happened since. So what are your rituals to cleanse yourself and to ground yourself and to go back to, you know, you don't have to carry uh, the weight of the show, the weight of you know, your work, where you can disconnect as much as you love your work, you can disconnect, go back to being people. Um, go ahead, you go ahead. 
I was literally asking this question to Gabriela Garcia the other day in the car, remember? And to you. Rich. Oh, yeah. I, to be honest, I, I have to be honest, I, I don't have anything yet. That's still a work in progress for me and a discovery for me. I need to find something to kind of like um, bring me back to ground zero, I guess. Um, cause my mind, you know, after a show, your, your mind is still racing, you know, yeah, I'm tired on the way home, but when I come home, it's like, I'm up for another two hours, you know, ready to, to do whatever. Um, so I still have yet to find that and I hope to find it soon because I need it. I will say uh, it, it varies from show to show. Like this show, what honestly helps, and we go back to it, is because um, like we were talking about with with Act Two, it really is kind of it's heavy. I mean, it's 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 a lot of emotions in a short span of time. But the Mega Mix, because it forces you to kind of shake yourself out of it and just kind of be present with the audience, just have a good time. That does honestly help uh, me, at least. Like in a way to wind down because I'm like okay that's all cleansed I'm good like everyone just had a good time in the last two five minutes of the show and I feel okay like I I'm, I always leave the stage feeling on a high as opposed to being like weighted down which is the majority of act two where it's like you're just so run down um but like I said it varies from show to show it, it really does um and you find those things it's not consistent everyone depending on what you have to or being asked to do it just it's different it changes um i also like to watch tv kind of wind down to you i'll just put on something mindless to kind of just um yeah sleep i guess we can all agree here that there's something like magical like even spiritual happening on with that going on with that mega mix right because i know for sure what i'm listening to when we're done here yeah. Yeah. No, um, it's, it's definitely fun. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, Limeri and Brandon, thank you so much. Would you like to invite our viewers and our listeners to uh, come see on your feet and get that rhythm all over their bodies? <laughs> Want to go ahead? Yes. Come see on your feet till November 6th. Three weeks left. Oh my gosh. Um, and yeah, you're going to have a great time. What she said. <laughs> Thank you I so much. Enjoy Thank the you. rest of the run. It looks Thank like you're having you a great time. So enjoy the fiesta. Uh, Thank you so much. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.